Welcome to Open House with Sharon Caddy. Whether you're looking for a home to love or loving the home you're in, you found the place for tips and advice to bring everything home. Now here's your host, Sharon Caddy. Well, hey everybody, Sharon Caddy here and so glad to be with you uh, for the Open House podcast. Now, it's been an interesting year in every industry. It doesn't matter what you do, where you work, and in this case, anywhere in the world. 2020 is a year that started off, boy, talking about horses breaking right out of the gate. It was a crazy great year to start. And then somebody got the horses back in and slammed the gate behind them. And uh, 2020, it was the year of COVID. And we've all been dealing with it uh, for me and those of us working in the real estate industry. It's, uh, it's been an interesting process of retooling our business and finding new ways to do business, um, to take care of our clients and do it in the safest way possible. We get a lot of questions about that. So I'm bringing along today to join me, uh, Paul Fletcher, who is broker of record at REMAX Realty Specialists. And uh, Paul... Great to have you on the show. Now, I have to start by, uh, before we get into all the ins and outs of what we've done as an industry to keep ourselves and our clients all safe, I want to take you back to that time in March, and I can't even, it was one thing dealing with it as an agent, but you were dealing with things as a broker of record and from a management perspective um, in a brokerage with hundreds of agents. Can you take us back to that time and and what what you had to do things like overnight almost? Well, uh, yeah, it's un, it was unprecedented, and I mean we're not the only industry that uh, faced this. It was like uh, nothing we could have prepared for. Um, I've been in the business for forty three years, and I thought by now I had seen everything, but that's exactly when you start thinking that way that uh, something's going to come out of left field and and that was COVID. Um, so it completely uh, took us by surprise. Um, we uh, initially didn't know what we were dealing with, uh, whether we were going to virtually just have to shut everything down. We, our first, one of the biggest concerns, of course, is in the real estate industry, it's one thing if you can buy and sell houses, but can those deals close? Yeah. And so that was a huge concern. Uh, we didn't know whether the lawyers would be able to remain open and keep business flowing. We didn't know whether the registry office, which is where the they actually change title. Uh, so you can't really buy a house if you can't change title. So even if we like we had had such a booming um, January, February and first week or two of March mm-hmm. and we had tons and tons of business that was written that was supposed to close and at that point in in mid-March we had no idea whether any of those deals could even close so it was um, pretty intimidating at the time what I guess is is reassuring is that um, real estate basically is shelter and shelter is one of the absolute necessities in life along with food and so if people, uh, if, if circumstances create changes to their, their they're going to have the needs, they have to have shelter, mm-hmm. their needs may change, which means there's something all constantly driving people to have to buy and sell and lease and uh, because their, their needs are changing. Um, so the demand is still there. No question that we, we've seen the, the volume of business drop. 
but uh, but there is a, there's still a lot of people that have to buy and sell, and uh, fortunately, we've been able to maintain it. And really, it comes down to I'm trying to get back to your actual <laughs> question. Um, but uh, basically, we we just had to get innovative and figure out um, it, it uh, never. It always surprised me that that the spirit um of mankind is if you throw a roadblock in front of them somebody's going to figure out how to get around it yeah and so fortunately one of the first things we did is started meeting on uh, uh almost a daily basis with the other major remax brokers in uh, in the ontario atlantic canada region and so you've got uh, and this is one of the strongest regions for remax in the entire world um, so you've got a lot of very experienced, smart brokers um, and managers running these operations. So pooling, and we were doing it just the way we're, we're talking today yeah. via Zoom. Um, and uh, so there were so many good ideas. Every time somebody would say, well, how are we going to deal with this? Somebody would come up with, with an answer and we would all analyze it and and so it was that collective um uh joining of forces to to uh try and um work our way through that uh, those issues that really kept us going absolutely now once you got through that level of things then i don't envy the the job that you guys had which was to number one reassure and then to guide those of us working in the brokerage so that we could then in turn guide and help our clients because it was a little overwhelming there's a fear of the unknown there's all you know and not knowing as, as a real estate person doesn't necessarily know where the next deal's coming from where the next paycheck's coming from and really in order to to generate that business we had to be able to communicate that confidence that safety that caring to our clients so Let's talk a little bit about some of the things that we've had to do to adapt, and I think we've done quite well, if I do say so myself. Uh, virtuals become a I big think we deal. Have as well. <laughs> yeah, really. Uh, I mean, it, it's in retrospect, you could not, we could not have been in a better position to to uh, weather this storm than we were in. All the technology was there. A lot of it, we just frankly hadn't adopted yet. Uh, some of it we had just recently adopted, like our, our broker-based system, uh, which, you know, for the average uh, listener probably is, is, doesn't mean much to them. But there was a lot of technology that was available that, that you know, a few people had kind of stuck their toes in the water to, to try to Zoom. Mm, yeah. You know, what we're dealing with right now, we've all become experts on Zoom. I had never done a Zoom uh, <laughs> meeting before. Don't you um, wish you had shares in Zoom? Now that's a daily... <laughs> Oh, exactly. Now it's a daily uh, event, uh, doing meetings via Zoom. We're doing listing presentations via Zoom, uh, showings even, <clears throat> and, uh, you know, seller consultations and buyer consultations, so many different um, ways to put that to use. So we knew that there were tools like that out there. We knew we had to somehow safely communicate with a lot of different people. And here was this tool sitting there that most of us had 
kind of knew about, but none of us had really used. Well, I think it was coming down to taking the time, like because we, we yeah. live very busy lives. And uh, yeah. if I can say the one thing I'm grateful for through all this experience is that it's given me that little bit of extra time where I've taken a lot of tutorials, learned how to use a lot of technology that while I understood it and could use it a little bit, I really get it now. Uh, we, were, we, we had already well-adopted electronic signatures. Uh, that's something we've been yes. doing for a long time. But we have remained, and I think we'll always remain to a great degree, a very personal business because it is personal. We are helping people with a very personal transaction. But there are elements of that transaction that can be taken at arm's length, like even transferring of funds electronically, which is something I, I have to say until COVID, I never did. I would go and I would get the check from my client and I would deliver it in person to the other brokerage. Uh, now there's more of the electronic transferring going on, uh, even with the lawyer's offices and keys and lockboxes. There have been things we've been able to do. Yeah, precisely. And that it's just all that technology was there. Um, and it was just really a matter of having the motivation to uh, learn how to use it. Mm -hmm. And when you have no other way of, of doing accomplishing some of these things and and uh, and doing so in a COVID safe way, all of a sudden you're forced to adapt the technology. So uh, it's I mean when I look back at if something like this had happened back in the 80s or the 90s, oh, yeah, um, where we didn't have I mean we had lock boxes, but that was about the extent of our technology. We had fax machines uh, by the 80s, but uh, the bottom line is uh, we, it would have absolutely crippled us back then. Mm -hmm. um, even, even the registry office uh, went back uh, in those days when everything was being done by people physically, you know, lawyers showing up at conveyancers, showing up at the registry office with paper <laughs> and, uh, and having to uh, do the transactions that way. But uh, the fact that all those, um, all the technology was with us at this point in time. It's it's made it possible for us to keep things going in a safe way. Mm -hmm. Now we taking it to, now taking it from the brokerage agent level to the actual client level because the, all of the electronic signatures, while that does involve the client, uh, things like dealing with the money transfers and the lawyers. I mean, that's at a, at a, now let's bring it right down to the agent client level. And this is mm -hmm. where I find we get a lot of questions because um, whether it's listing a house um, and people with concerns about the public stepping into their home or from the buyer side and you're walking into strangers' homes. Uh, we have taken steps to make it the best case scenario when it comes to that in terms of our client's safety. Now, I know that we we did uh, get put together these wonderful showing kits, which I took advantage of purchasing a number of. Those are a great means to to keep our buyers safe. Absolutely, yep. And, and the sellers. And the well. sellers too, right. So these kits were great. I mean, uh, each kit contains a mask and gloves and shoe covers and and wipes so that we're able to make sure but beyond that because there's still that feeling of uh, are the people going to use them okay but we have we've even taken it to uh, let's call it a, a legal level we do have and most brokerages do have disclosures now that we have to sign health disclosures correct Yes, and, and we're constantly trying to streamline that. The, the initial ones we had were somewhat cumbersome in the actual practice. 
to use where they uh, get sent out or agents at the other end, the buyer reps uh, would have to uh, download the form, fill it out, scan yes. <laughs> it, send it back to us. And then we were ending up with uh, people thinking they had appointments, but because they hadn't sent us the forms yet. So we're streamlining that now where they can electronically uh, respond to to those COVID forms. And we do have to, we have to take those steps. I mean, sometimes I worry a little bit about uh, whether people are just signing them without thinking, but um, I, I think most people are are pretty conscious of uh, the, the threat that's still out there. Um, but they're also, I think, gaining a lot of confidence in our ability to mitigate the, uh, the threat of that's out there mm -hmm. and uh, so exactly if, if they've signed something saying they haven't been exposed they, they they're not currently showing any symptoms they haven't traveled in the last 14 days and then they come into the house with uh, masks gloves uh, sometimes the gloves now there's a question mark whether they're more risk than uh, help uh, but certainly the masks, there, there's continued evidence to suggest that, um, that the masks are an important part of, of controlling the, the, the threat mm -hmm. to both the wearer and the people around them. Because part of the problem is, you know, is that uh, there are people who can be asymptomatic uh, and still be um, carrying COVID with them. Right. So... If, if everybody's wearing the masks and um, the clients we're asking our sellers to leave all the lights on, to leave all the doors ajar, like closet doors, so they're not closed all the way to minimize the, the amount people would have to touch. Um, I'll just give you an example. I showed a property. Uh, I, I do still sell as well as uh, and, and I love the fact that I can do that because it keeps me in touch with what's actually going on out there in the marketplace. So I was showing a home a couple of weekends ago uh, and it was uh, the sellers were uh, in their 80s and he had just had hearts, open heart surgery. So they were both at high risk Absolutely. individuals, and uh, but they needed to sell. Uh, so when I came with my clients, we were completely... Uh, covered up my clients knew that they weren't to touch anything and they didn't uh so i'm i feel really comfortable that we were able to pull off that showing uh also we had i had i go in with a wad of of uh, wipes yeah. in my hand so that i do have to touch something like the lockbox or whatever that um i'm touching it with with um one of the disinfectant wipes and uh, anything we do have to touch gets wiped down after we touch it. So most agents are, are being extremely conscientious about that. And I have not yet heard of, and I hope I never do, of uh, any case where someone feels as though they might have contracted yeah. the virus through real estate activities. Absolutely. Now I have now, I have not experienced because my what I've been dealing with, I've taken people to see homes and we've done offers just like a regular, except except that you're suited up. But I have read of some transactions happening where the buyer is making an offer without actually physically going to the home. You're doing the virtual look and with right. a clause in the agreement of purchase and sale that is it's a conditional on having going to see it. 
have, have we seen much of that going on or is that just is that a rarity uh, well, it, it wasn't initially. Uh, I actually sold one of my own listings. Um, I was would have been the last week or the first day or two of April. Mm -hmm. So right in the middle of the sort of the peak when we didn't really know yet what we were dealing with. And I had uh, clients from out of town who contacted me and and they the agent asked, because they had small kids, they were nervous about going and looking at homes, but they needed to get moved to the Toronto area. And they asked me, would I mind doing a, a Zoom, actually it was a FaceTime, uh, FaceTime showing mm -hmm. for them of the house. And I said, sure, why not? <laughs> uh, so I showed up there at the, at the prescribed time uh, with my uh, iPad and started out on the street and they and called them and both the agent and his clients were in separate locations they were both watching we chatted i showed them all around the neighborhood like sort of all the front of the house showed them up and down the street walked to the front door um and i'd already opened up we walk in and we're going all through the house and they're constantly saying things like oh well, that looks nice. Can, can you just show me a closer look of the uh, the bay window there? Right. And uh, and what were the what are the carpets like? And um, there were carpets. It was an older <laughs> style home. Uh, and so they were directing me what they wanted to see, and I'm just moving around with the with the iPad, showing them anything that, and I was pointing things out as well that I was aware of. It took me uh, a, at least an hour to show the house that way. But the next day, I got an offer from, yeah. and uh, and we put the deal together. It was conditional on them seeing it in person, and I was nervous about that because I didn't want, you know, it to be a disappointment. Sometimes things look better in <laughs> camera than they do. <laughs> You're an old broadcaster from way back. You you can probably relate to that. Oh, for sure. Um, so. So I was concerned that maybe it would be a letdown once they actually saw it in person, uh, but it wasn't. They they um, they went ahead with the deal. So there there was some some of that initially, and then I think as we all as an industry learned how to do it in a safe way, the anxiety level dropped, and our confidence in saying to clients, "Look, um, we can do this. We can do this in a in a safe way." Yeah. And we got all the tools. Um, and so there, I think there's been less of that now that uh, that we've learned how to adapt. Well, that return but of it certainly confidence. Got us, yeah. It certainly gave us a chance to uh, to show that it can be done. And there are lots of uh, jurisdictions. Uh, I mean, cottage country is one where they're really used to, to doing these FaceTime showings yeah. because a lot of people don't want to drive all the way uh, you know, four or five hours to to look at a property and then be disappointed with it. So the agents up there, uh, and they're some of the ones that that were coaching us, the Remax brokers in up north that uh, do this all the time, and they were saying it's it works great. So Paul, now. I know when all of this hit and I had a few listings that were ready to go and they decided to wait for various reasons and I totally understand that. Now they're starting to warm up to coming on the market. They're more comfortable. But they're saying, well, I'm not going to get as many people through my house, am I? And I think the answer to that is that, well, 
you may not get as many showings. They're certainly more serious buyers, aren't they? Absolutely, yes. I'm, I'm actually uh, telling my own clients that now is a really good time to sell. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm actually more concerned, I think, down a few months from now. Um, because uh, right now we've got, as you say, the buyers that are out there are serious. And the um, <clears throat> listing inventory is still really low. And yeah. that's what's maintained the prices. Even though you've got uh, volumes of, of uh, real estate sales are, are basically cut in half, if not more than that, from what they would normally be at this time of the year, it has not adversely affected prices significantly. Maybe in small pockets here and there, there might have been um, more effect, but for the most part, the, the prices have maintained. In some cases, have even kept moving higher. Yeah. Uh, so we're seeing lots of multiple offers on the good property. So if it's well priced, well presented, um, then you're getting multiple offers, almost almost guaranteed right now. Mm -hmm. So it's a good time to sell. My concern would be more down the road, and I'm not saying it's going to happen, but I just think that um, this much economic upheaval is bound to have somewhat of a negative impact on people's employment. Um, there are a lot of things that could be adversely affected, which may mean that um, there are uh, some challenges down the road. True. Um, I don't, I'm not, I think because of the demand is still so strong, I'm not seeing the bottom fall out of it mm -hmm. at all. And the I, interest I, rates I are low. That. Yeah, the interest rates are incredibly low. Uh, we've got, uh, I think it's CIBC right now that uh, for select clients, they're down as low as 2.05, I think it was. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, the, the rates are really attractive. And there's still obviously this pent up demand. So I think I, I'm not expecting it to fall apart, but I think it is a good time right now to sell because yeah. there's less competition. There are lots of buyers on the, in the market. Uh, people have gotten more comfortable managing around the COVID situation and doing it so safely. So if, uh, if I were, if, if I were needing to sell my house anytime in the next few months, I'd do it today, not Absolutely. three or four months from now. Absolutely. Now, there's two more things I wanted to get to. The first one, though, is it's, it's fairly quick, and I want your opinion, and I hope I match the opinion. Um, for people that are thinking about listing their home right now, I do believe that there's a certain type of, uh, certain attributes to a real estate agent that people should be looking for because it is a, a slightly changed environment. There's a different uh, way of approaching marketing and, and your listings. What are the, if, if you were talking to someone and let's say you didn't sell houses, because obviously they're going to pick you, but if you didn't sell houses um, and, and you were to say to some, someone, okay, when you, you want to list your house, these are the three things I think you want to look for in a real estate agent right now in this COVID environment to sell your home. What would they be? That's a, a really good question uh, because I do think that it's going to be less about for a while there, there was this, uh, we were being commoditized uh, where people were just figuring, well, all agents are the same. And now I'm just going to try and find the agent that has the lowest commission yes. rate. Um, that is not the case right now. The agents who, um, who have adapted technology 
the ones who are conscientious and respect that everyone's anxiety level is a different in different uh, extremes right now and so you have to uh, you have to operate from the position that we all have the plague and everybody else does and so do you so that you have to do it safely i'm not saying that to be scary i'm just saying to be practical mm -hmm. if you if you um, take all the precautions whether the client feels the anxiety or not they want to be led i guess is what i'm yes. saying so so they, it's not up to them to say oh, yeah i'm not going to wear a mask it's up to the agent to to uh, be the alpha dog here, say, this is how we have to do it, to do it safely. My job is to um, to make sure that that uh, you have a successful transaction and that we all stay healthy all the way through it. And for that, you need a professional mm -hmm. because if you're going to rely on somebody who's uh, maybe been in hiding for the last few months because um, they're, they're uh, they haven't taken the initiative to learn how to adapt to the current environment, uh, then you're going to not get the kind of service that you should be getting. Mm -hmm. So yes, the, the experienced agents, or even if they have not that experience, but they're up to date on, on the ways of, uh, of keeping people safe and using technology to, uh, to the benefit of the clients and to ourselves. Those are the, people that you want to look for. There you go. And lastly, before I let you go, I really wanted to get this in because I feel very fortunate to be a part of REMAX Realty Specialists for so many reasons. But lately, I have to say, really stepped up in that we now have access to something that we can help our clients by using, which is this disinfecting fog machine. And um, it's something that I'm offering to to my clients as a service. Can you tell us a little about it? Because uh, it's, it's a really cool thing. It is. Um, and uh, now I, I can't give a lot of specific details as yet because I haven't actually used it myself. No. But um, I know that uh, Ryan Gilmore from our sister brokerage, uh, and he's uh, Mr. Tech Guy. We rely on him a lot on, on the technology things. Ryan was the one that, uh, that made these available to us. And uh, I've also, it's, it's a fog machine that that on the day of closing, that they come in and uh, this fog that, that drifts all the way through the property disinfects everything very efficiently. Uh, it takes a few hours to do it. So there may be some delay in, uh, you know, you don't have the sellers walking out the door uh, as the buyers are coming in the back door kind of scenario. I need a little bit of time. But as long as people uh, allow for that and in their scheduling, then it's a really good way to be able to uh, offer your buyers a safe home to move into. That's right. Now, if they're working with an agent who isn't aware of it, doesn't know anything about it, uh, then there's risk to them. So mm -hmm. uh, I, I just purchased my for myself um, one of the UV light wands. Oh, nice. And... And it's very similar in that you just wave it around the uh, all of the surfaces that might be touched, and it does a very effective job. I actually bought it for, I uh, have a rental property up north that uh, I rent out during the summer, so I wanted to make sure that we could have it well sanitized between renters, and we only have 
like four hours between one person leaving and the next person coming in. So I wanted to have some, some way of doing that to, to ensure that people were coming into a safe property. There you go. That's a cool thing. Well, Paul, I want to thank you for taking time to chat with me because this is the kind of information I think it's really important to get out there so that uh, the general public, our clients specifically, understand that we are paying attention to the situation at large and that we are doing our very best to keep them safe throughout the real estate process. Absolutely. Well, it's my pleasure to uh, speak with you today, Sharon. All right. We'll see you at work. Okay. Take <laughs> and care. That's Paul Fletcher for Bremax Realty Specialist, where he is broker of record. And we'll see you next time. Thanks for joining us for Open House with Sharon Caddy. Subscribe to the show wherever you listen to podcasts and visit Sharon at SharonCaddy.com. You can also follow her on Instagram at Sharon Caddy Realtor. See you next time. Thank you.